0: Thanks for listening to the Vertical Student Ministries podcast. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by what you hear.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Vertical Leadership podcast. Today we have a great guest, a person I truly consider not just a uh, person I do ministry with, but a friend and uh, someone we can do life together with. So how are you doing, Joanna
0: Reeves? I am good. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me back. Uh, the yeah. famous Vertical Leadership Podcast. Oh, I, I don't guess. know about the
1: famous. I feel
0: honored. <laughs> awesome.
1: We're, we're glad you're here. We're glad that you've taken some time out of your day to listen and to whether you're running uh, outside in the bitter cold where it is right mm-hmm. now in Michigan, or maybe you're uh, somewhere else at the gym or just on a drive and you're listening. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, so, Joe, I know you've been on the podcast before, but let's let's maybe update the listeners on, on what's been going on. You guys are still in Lansing, right? Lansing, Michigan?
0: Yep. So the last we talked, um, back in February, Peter and I were kind of new to Mount Hope Church in Lansing, um, where Peter is the, the youth and young adults pastor, and I, I get to be his assistant and just help make that ministry come alive. So since we last talked, we've... Um, We've added some people to our team, which has been awesome. We've seen interns come in and new staff members to our team. We've uh, launched Mount Hope Young Adults, which is so great. It's so fun. Um, It's just awesome to see God doing something in our church, especially amongst our young adults, our 20-somethings, our college, our singles, our 30-something-year-olds. It's just an exciting time to be a young adult at Mount Hope, and it's exciting to be able to lead that ministry alongside of Peter.
1: Love it, love it. So you guys are – are holding that, and, and you, role, you hold the role of, of kind of holding all the things together with administrative uh, tasks
0: yeah. and things like that. Me so. and Peter say that he's the why and I'm the how. So. I love it. I love <laughs> Between it. the he's two of us, we get it done. <laughs> I love that.
1: I love that. I love that. And you guys have been in ministry for a little while now.
0: Go yeah, on. this month we've been married four years, and four years. we jumped into ministry four months into marriage, so I guess four years of marriage and three and a half years of ministry wow, and wow. each year's been its own adventure. Things have not calmed down, but in really great ways. It's just, it's just been super exciting.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're talking about an interesting topic. We talked about this bringing, doing this topic back in February, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, that is definitely a topic we want to talk about. Um, so we, we had you back on and, and today uh, we're going to be talking about women in ministry. Yes. How does that? How does that go? Like, let's let's talk about it.
0: <laughs> so, oh man, I have so many thoughts on the topic. So, I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping that uh, that I can kind of stick to the questions you're asking and not jump ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, women in ministry is just one of those topics that fires me up. Um, obviously, I am a woman and uh, I was called into ministry at a young age of eighth grade. My youth pastors um, let me. Preach my first sermon in eighth grade. I wow. wish I wish I could go back and strong, listen to it. <laughs> strong,
1: you got some good youth pastors. Some
0: yeah, trusting. They youth were pastors. yes, yes. They, they trusted in the Holy Spirit. Um, so they let me preach my first sermon yeah. when I was in eighth grade um, at a girls' all nighter, and I just remember coming off that stage and looking at my youth pastor's wife and saying, "I want to do this for the rest of my life." And um, I'm just so so honored that I was raised in a church that doesn't think twice about um, women in their position in ministry. Wow. Um, I'm good. so fortunate because before I was even in high school, I knew that there was nothing else I wanted to devote my life to than being in ministry, and always with the, the goal of full time vocational ministry. And obviously, right,
1: right.
0: obviously, there's a lot of different different ways of viewing women in ministry. But mm-hmm. I know for the sake of today, we'll, we'll probably be focusing more on. Preaching roles, teaching roles, pastoral roles—you know, vocational—because um, because that's where some challenge comes in, and so yeah, that's we'll that's what that. makes the, the topic interesting for us today.
1: Okay, so do you think being a woman in ministry is still tough in this in this day and age of you know? Yeah. Uh, we even see like the the Me Too movement and very yep. much women's rights is yep. is very much in the forefront of of culture. Uh, but there, do you think there's still a really a toughness to to being yeah. wo- a woman in ministry?
0: Yeah. Well, this question kind of has a twofold answer. Um, if you're in a, de- you know, we're in a denomination of the Assemblies of God, and a lot of our sister Pentecostal denominations, mm-hmm. non-denominational churches, um, no, I wouldn't say it's tough anymore. Um, I think that there are so many pastors, leaders, deacons, superintendents out there that not only believe in women in ministry and their calling, but are really fighting to champion them. Mm. So I'm fortunate enough to be a part of a fellowship and a denomination that in this day and age, um, is championing, championing, I can't say that word, but you know, (laughs) cheering on (laughs) women in a ministry. Um, but there's definitely still other denominations that are not where we are, um, mm-hmm. you know, me and Peter, um, when we were transitioning churches, even just last year, um, we did an interview at a, a non-denominational church, and, you know, of course, a lot of our questions were specifically about their theology on the Holy Spirit, because in our minds, that was, if there was going to be something we really disagreed on, it it might be the role of the Holy Spirit, but mm-hmm. um, to our surprise, you know, the further we interviewed, we realized that we were more on the same page about the Holy Spirit, but, um, they were super uncomfortable with the idea of a woman preaching and had never had a woman preach in their church before. Wow. And, you know, in, 2018. So in yeah, 2018, so that was something that really made us sit back and like, I didn't even think to ask that, Yeah. you know, because I'm so fortunate to be engrossed in the culture that I am, but it really opened my eyes that there's still a lot of other denominations. There's still a lot of other churches that are way behind the culture on mm. this issue of, you know, woman, women's rights and I don't know. I, I hate that terminology because it can mean so many different so things, many things to so many yeah. different people. Um,
1: but the idea of equality in ministry.
0: Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, so, so easy and tough, depending on who you're talking to and yeah. what kind of scene you're trying to break into.
1: Well, I mean, I think, I think that's not just in ministry either. That's a, that's yeah. a leadership thing. Yeah. Really looking at women in, in leadership and kind of flowing into um, different roles and, and and we've seen historically, you know, uh, that's been a, a tough glass ceiling, if you yeah. will, to break. Um, and but well, we've seen so many phenomenal leaders yeah. out there that um, that that are female, that are that are leading, very mm-hmm. capable. And 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 I think it's it's to the degree where we need to start asking the question, um, regardless of gender, is this person a leader or is this person? a minister if, if, yeah. you, if that's your vocation if, if it's vocational ministry or if it's uh, leadership outside in the business or wherever it may be is this person qualified to do the job regardless yeah. of
0: I like of that you use the word are we qualified to lead because um specifically in the church sometimes we can play semantics yeah. around this topic of women in ministry like you know um there's conferences that me and Peter have been asked to speak at and they want me to speak but only in the mornings mm-hmm. never the evenings because we play wow. semantics like i can quote unquote teach or share share in the morning or the afternoon but preaching in the evening service is off limits wow. or you think of certain churches again are very careful with their wording to say well we allow females to be directors but not pastors mm-hmm. um and so I really like how you just phrase it as, it's just leading. Like, leading. are you capable to lead? You can, whatever you want to call me on paper. I mean, right yeah, now in our youth ministry on paper, I'm the admin assistant, but I'm preaching and I'm leading worship and I'm leading people closer to Jesus. Right. And so that's where the church is, um, not, not our denomination, but some others are still struggling with. The this semantics I, of it, yeah. Yeah, they know that women are qualified to lead, but for some reason there's still that hesitancy to break through the wording of preaching mm-hmm. and pastors, you wow. can be a leader, you can be a teacher, you can be a worship leader. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that office always,
1: manager, you can run the
0: show. Worship leading always gets me because they're like, <laughs> "You can sing about the word of God, but you can't speak about it." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I'll just. What if I sing my sermon? What can I sing I my sermon? when you let me in? Well,
1: if so, my whole sermon rhymes and it's just a spoken word,
0: right? Then know? can I speak and not yeah, preach? Yeah, there so. You go. Yeah. Well,
1: why, why do you think more men seem to, to respond to the, the call, if you will, of full-time ministry?
0: Yeah. I'm a firm believer that I think women aren't responding to the call of full-time ministry as much as men is because they're just not seeing the examples. Mm, yeah, um, I definitely agree. So even myself, like I mentioned, grew up in the Assemblies of God a denomination and a fellowship that, you know, for as far back as I can remember, championed women in ministry um, from somebody that was in youth group from 6th to 12th grade. I went to every winter retreat, every summer camp, every youth convention, fine arts nationals. Uh, and in six years, I only heard one sermon by a woman, and that was Pastor Jeannie Mayo mm-hmm. spoke at um, National Fine Arts Festival. Wow. And so –
1: Shout out to mom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> woo <Woo-woo>, woo, cadre. <laughs> cadre. But, um, you know, so that's big. And so that's where we're still seeing the issue with our denomination is in word. We are saying we believe it. But when you still Good look actions. at statistics um, and specifically in the role of speaking and preaching, I mean, girls – they want to see role models. That's why girls struggle so much with insecurity. What they see online, what they see in magazines is what they want to be. So, wow. if our young girls are not seeing powerful women in ministry, if they're not seeing preaching, then that's just kind of not even on their radar of what to listen for from God. Wow. Um
1: cuz they and, don't see it. They don't see it exemplified in front of them.
0: Right, exactly. So, they so don't,
1: there's no goal to get to.
0: It's just kind of this snowball effect per se and um I might be jumping ahead of myself. I know we're going to touch later on in the podcast on women's ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some of the problem, too, is when we do find powerful women in ministry, we box them into only box doing women's in. events. Yeah. And so then the women that feel called to ministry feel like, well, I can't make a full-time vocation out of doing women's ministry. Like, there's still, still not a connect between seeing connect women in ministry preach in all venues and so because they're not seeing that example i just don't even think they have the ears to hear the calling it's not that god's not calling they're just not even wow not even hearing it looking for it yeah Mm -hmm. you know so
1: and i think i think just to to add to that um because i think having healthy role models in whatever like again whatever venue you're at if you you want to see that whether it's um in politics or in. yeah and like I said, in leadership roles, mm-hmm. in ministry, outside of ministry, if we want to see you know women going and, and being CEOs of organizations yeah. and companies, yep. and and we see a lot of startups and things like that that are being run by women that are being success like heavily successful, and I think of like Oprah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, you're
1: like when, like people cry when they see Oprah, and it's not because she's going to give them a car, but the simple fact of she's been able to transcend leadership ability to yeah to far 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 more um than just doing what she did and she's she's leading an organization really yeah and, and doing it successfully and so um more and more women like that in in yeah. leadership positions and leadership roles will, will perpetuate i think the, yeah. the the understanding that i can do this that, yeah that i can be a leader
0: young girls are craving it every time that i have the opportunity to speak especially to young people when I get off the stage, I have, like, a line of girls waiting to wow. talk to me. And I know it's not because my sermon content was phenomenal. Like, I could see it in their eyes because they don't even know what they want to say to me. Like, <laughs>
1: like uh, they
0: don't have a question. They don't want to say anything. They're literally just like, hi. hi, like, I've you're the first woman I've ever heard preach. Wow. Like, that was crazy. That was awesome. Can I get your Instagram? And I'm like, it's – it. they mm-hmm. just – run to it. Cause they're yeah. like, I've never seen this before. Like, can we just talk? Can I just know you? Like, mm. I just want to follow you or just anything. And I know yeah. that when I was a student, I'm so fortunate that, um, you know, maybe not in a preaching capacity, but I had strong female leaders around me. So I felt confident to like do my first sermon and run a Bible study, um, but I craved a mentor and still yeah. feel like I don't have one that, you know, watching my husband and some of my other guy friends, you know, the second that they felt the call to ministry, you know, had three or four, dudes. Three or four different mentors that they could just reach out to and say, Hey, can, can I follow you? Can I travel with you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Peter had awesome opportunities to follow different evangelists around and yeah. really develop his call and develop that network. Um, and a lot of times I was just sitting at home, like, I don't know who's out there. And the few women that you have to look up to are so big. You know, I remember being in college and like just shooting for the stars. Like I emailed Beth Moore and Joyce Myers. (laughs) I was like, listen, like, I know that I'm not as good by any means, but you're the only people I can think of. Like, you know, and of course, of course those ministries just at the time are, they're not set up for internships. And so it still breaks my heart to think that even today, Girls that are feeling the call to ministry don't necessarily have like a very easy road to navigate. Well, who can I mentor under? Who can I grow from? Who can I learn from? And it's becoming more and more. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but we still have a long way to go.
1: That's that's so true, but so good. So let me ask you this: what can what can we do then to, to raise up really a generation uh, of girls who who know they can do anything that God and and when we say anything, we mean anything that God calls yeah. them to do. Like how do we how do we begin to cultivate that that um that ground that says, like, let, you can grow here as a lady, as a woman in ministry, yeah. you can grow here. How do we begin to do that yeah. in your in your foresight?
0: Well, aside from my other answer of just seeing, seeing that exemplified more, I think um, even the men that are in ministry, yeah. our pastors, our teachers, our evangelists, the people that we're hearing from, um, if they would take a minute in their sermon to specifically address the women – um, I think that that would be life-changing. I think that because we have come so far that maybe pastors, uh, especially male pastors, don't realize, like, in their minds, it's like, do I even need to say this? Do I even need to specifically address the ladies? But, I mean, women will always take as much affirmation as you can give us <laughs> anyways, like, even the confident ones. So I think it'd be great if more youth pastors, just a minute, and you're certain, be like, ladies, like, stand up. Ladies, look at me. Like, I'm talking to you. I'm not just talking to the men in this room, like, you know, and, and really saying, um, giving them opportunities to thrive. And I know, especially in this culture right now, it's so sad that we have to be so careful with our, um, male, female relationships in leadership. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's hindering a lot too, since still the majority of our pastors are male, they don't know how to develop females, And then just because of the physical boundaries, like, you know, like I mentioned before, like, obviously we can't travel together or, you know, but, but fight to do that. You know, me and Peter, I want our girls to have a relationship with Peter. And so if that means that the three of us go to Starbucks and I sit at the table next, you know, next to them, but Mm -hmm. still let Peter speak life into them, but I'm there, like, youth pastors, pastors find ways. It's, it's, it's harder and, and for mostly good reasons, those boundaries are in place, but Don't let that be an excuse to not develop the females try, in your ministry. Yeah. Like there's ways to there's ways to to be healthy and appropriate, but still because if you're not careful, you're just going to mentor all the guys in your youth group simply on the fa- the basis of, well, I can have them over my house and I can't have girls over. Yeah. So, even if your wife doesn't feel a call to ministry and she doesn't necessarily feel empowered to breathe life into the girls, then just bring her with you. Be like, "Babe, come sit next to me." while wow. i breathe life into this female because wow. because they need we need that too yeah.
1: that's so good and i think um, i think you you hit the nail on it when you just said it's a, it's about and i think it's going to take just another step forward when when males as male pastors as male leads what um, can really begin to, to empower women in yeah. ministry and not um not neglecting it if you will for for lack of a better term but um and i think too it is it is such a, a fuzzy line there but i think Um, if we really want to see this go to the next level, it's going to take the entire church, not just a few loud women or not, not just a few people screaming that we need more women in ministry, but it's going to be intentionally people and intentionally pastors that are, that are male, that are, um, leading to, to reach out and say, who can we intentionally develop that is a female?
0: yeah um who can we
1: who can what female in this in our in our youth ministry what female in our in our in our my leadership capacity and my leadership influence can I intentionally develop and spend um spend extra amount of energy to develop them because I see the value in that and 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 I think it it it, it's almost like a twofold thing to where because I'm developing her now she can go and turn around and develop more women and so now because of that because of that step to say I'm gonna extend myself or or stretch our capacity to do that to benefit the future
0: yeah. of ministry, to benefit
1: yeah. what may be coming in the in the future so that other women can see that she's an example and that we can, that, me too, that you can yeah. do it as well. So yeah. I love that, I love that. Who are, um, well, well, while we're on this uh, subject of, of women in ministry and even talking about role models, are, any, yeah. are there any uh, uh, ladies that, that you kind of look up to and that are maybe some of your favorite uh, ladies and women in ministry at the moment.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so two of my favorite authors who are Mm -hmm. women are, um, Shauna Nyquist and I love Mm -hmm. her book, Present Over Perfect. Um, it's a book a little bit, um, I don't recommend that to like my students. It's more of a young adult, adult, um, female. Um, and she's just awesome. Shauna is somebody that I look up to right now because she has really helped me bring the lightheartedness of ministry back into my life the joy of ministry um sometimes I used to gravitate towards and I still do the like powerhouse women even men obviously you know like preachers I like powerful preachers um but Shauna and her writing and, and following her online she just brings back that That simpleness of just like, God's not always asked me to be the loudest, craziest, most powerful woman in the room. And sometimes my presence is enough and just letting him work through me. So she is an awesome author right now that's helping shape me in this next season. Jen Hatmaker is another favorite author of mine. I think I referenced her book on our last podcast about Mm. outreach. She is just my like social justice queen right now. Like she, when I think of, when I think of a woman being the hands and feet of Jesus, I think of Jen Hatmaker. Like she is just pushing boundaries. Um, you know, going out in the community and just thinking outside the box of how to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Right. Speaker-wise, I love Havila Cunnington from she's, Bethel. She's a good one. She makes me laugh. She, I appreciate women who are just real. Like yeah, Havila yeah. will have you, you know. Just crying in the spirit of one second, and then the next she's, like, talking about wearing spanks, and I love it, <laughs> all of it in between. Um, so, Havala is just somebody that I always love listening to. Christine Kane, of course. Oh, um, one of my
1: favorites. Yeah,
0: and she's not only somebody that, obviously, her preaching is phenomenal, but something that I really admire about Christine Kane is that she really kind of is changing the – changing the face of not just having a platform, but having a purpose. And Mm. so her voice for sex trafficking, that to me is just the epitome of why God gives us these gifts in the first place. Like, you know, he gives us the gifts to speak, not just so people can, so we can impress them or even equip them, but like where to inspire them to go do for God. And so she's obviously a powerhouse. And then of course, like I mentioned, Jeannie Mayo me and my husband are in cadre right now and just learning from her and she is just makes me laugh and like i said she was one of the first female preachers Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and something i love about her is is she is not i think she does more non-women's events than women's events like she's speaking to students and churches oh yeah and you know you know you were you know um, mama genie good but she just tells yeah. it like it oh, is and does. i love that i she's, she's i love, I love it
1: because she's just she just keeps it real yes she's like you know what we're not here for the phony and, and then i'm actually wearing my cadre sweatshirt right now.
0: exactly there
1: you go she,
0: she'll just make yeah. again that same concept like you'll be crying because you're laughing and you'll be crying because you're convicted exactly. all in the same in five minutes you're like, oh my and you're just like get it get it girl yeah. <laughs> so she, those are just a few of the women that that i, I try it. to keep updated with, with what's going on in their ministries.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are all phenomenal women that are, that are doing, um, great things. And we'll, we'll link to some of those things in the, in the notes in the show notes that, uh, if you want to go follow them or anything like that, we'll make sure to put those in the notes for you. Uh, I'm, I'm loving this topic that we're talking about. And, and as we wrap up, I just want to, uh, find it kind of close with this, this thought of like, I know we mentioned it a little bit in the beginning and you even mentioned it just now with Jeannie saying like the difference between, women's events and, and speaking events. Or, yeah. And do you, do you find that you are you get invited more to speak at women's conferences or women's ministry events than just yeah. other events in general? And, and why do you think that is?
0: Yeah. So I'm only 25, but like I, I said, I start, my first sermon was when I was, like, 15. When I was in high school, a few other, like, local youth groups would have me out. College is the same thing. So when I was younger and just starting, definitely women's events, you know, um, mm-hmm. because – um, and I don't want to put the blame on churches that they only think of women's for women's events because there really just still aren't a lot of female preachers out there to choose from. So I get that, mm-hmm. you know, when pastors have an, a co-ed event, um, it's not that they have an equal choice of phenomenal women's preachers and man, man, male preachers, and they're always picking male. There just is a significant more amount of male preachers of on the scene. Yeah. Right, so they, there's more options there. Um, but when any when a church has a women's event and they're like forced to look for the women, they're <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, darn it. Like, where oh, can we find uh... a woman that can preach?" Um, so I do get asked to do those, but more and more um I've been asked to do just regular Sunday mornings, awesome. Wednesday nights, yeah. retreats, like I mentioned earlier, sharing um to students in in morning sessions. And so, you know, I of course, have so much patience and grace with this topic. I have patience with the church as capital C church. Yeah. Um, But I think that it's so important to fight to find women to speak to co-ed crowds. And one of the main reasons is not just for the girls to see, but also for the boys. I don't know who said this to me, but someone said one time that a lot of men still struggle with the idea of believing in women in ministry because they've never been impacted by a woman in ministry. Wow. So if we just continue this snowball effect of consistently putting males on the scene, not only are women not seeing examples now, but men are in, like, in subconsciously developing this theology that the church is thriving completely fine without women, mm. without women in pulpits, without women speaking, without women being in the rotation on a Sunday morning. I'm a firm believer, you know, that a church, a healthy church should hear from a woman perspective on a regular basis. Like Mm, the gospel is going to sound a little different from a female voice, from a female spirit. And we need to bring that to the table. Um, just like how a mom brings something so different different. to the family.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, we talk about the body being a family, um, the body of Christ. When we need, we need the mamas. Like we need to hear the the, the female voice, and not just
1: on Mother's Day, and yeah. not just yes, thank you. Or at the
0: female events. And yeah. and here's my other thing about women's ministry or women's events that get me so fired up is. Um, you know, I, I don't get me wrong. I do like doing women's events. It's fun. We get to make fun of you men. It smells a lot better in the room. Okay? like oh, yeah. I don't
1: know. Barbecue we, at men's events smells pretty good. Oh,
0: we can cry during women's events. Like, it's perfect. There's tissues everywhere. So don't get me wrong. I love me a good cry fest women's luncheon women's conference. I'm not saying I don't like that. But... And I think we're doing a better and better job at this. But something that always makes me so mad is when we have women's events and they're always on like the softest, most precious topics. So when we finally get women in the room to respond to the call of God, we're not even talking about calls to ministry or the powerful things, using the gifts, stepping into calling. In my opinion, we waste that time talking about beauty and insecurity and relationships and identity. And while these things... Definitely need to be addressed, especially with students. As somebody who's a youth pastor, yes, do my female, you know, junior hires and high school students need to hear about insecurity, beauty, and and what God says about them? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But Absolutely. one of my favorite verses is First Timothy two ten. In the Message version, it says, "Do beautiful things for God, and you'll become beautiful doing them." Wow. And so, I am a firm believer wow. that. We keep talking about beauty and security at these women's events, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Mm. I'd rather come in and hit the base strong on purpose and calling because just like how a mother giving birth in labor, she doesn't have time to think about what she looks like because she is doing something of such significance that Mm. like her body, what she looks like, her hair, her makeup, her social media following is like the last thing on her mind. Because, because of she's what doing she's something. doing for wow. war, you know, and what she's birthing. So mm-hmm. I believe that the and in longer the midst of
1: that, in the midst of that there's beauty.
0: Right. And wow. so I I'm just always gonna be a firm believer that women's events, when we do them, we need to talk about purpose more, we need to talk about calling more, and then maybe we won't have to have so many conversations about insecurity and mm. beauty if we Wow. If we address the bottom of the iceberg, um Address you know, the root, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: I love that verse. Say that verse one more time. First 1 more Timothy
0: time. 2.10. 2.10 in that's the message. Beautiful. Do beautiful things for God and become beautiful wow. doing them.
1: Wow. Well, I, I think we got to end it right there. That's, <laughs> that's phenomenal. Um, thanks so much for, for taking some time th- to share yeah. with us. We really
0: appreciate it. And Thank you for letting you. me share my heart. This yes. is an important topic for me, not just for me, because the future of the church is in in man and the women. The Bible says that I will pour out my spirit on sons and daughters. Wow. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. That's all we're talking about. That's all preaching is. That's all teaching is, is you're prophesying the word of God. You're teaching about his spirit. So that's always my concluding, you know, mic drop in arguments about women in ministry. I said, listen, if we weren't supposed to do anything for the kingdom of God, he didn't have to pour his spirit out on us. Wow. You know, The, the spirit was for power. And so if I didn't need to do anything that took power, then he wouldn't have poured his spirit on me. I wouldn't have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I mm. wouldn't have the gifts. So he is using his sons and his daughters and his poured his spirit on both of them. So That's beautiful. That's beautiful.
1: I love it. I love it. And and this is a, a topic that I, I truly am honored to be able to just share uh, a little bit of the platform with you. I know. Um, you obviously experience a lot more but I, I love the idea of, of just pushing and that's something we talk about and in our retreats planning and, and the retreat and, and, and events we do together is that where are where can we find that, that space to empower women and to empower young young ladies to see that, that boldness and, and, and be those people in ministry. So so thank you for sharing your heart on that. Appreciate yeah, it. So And thank you guys for listening to the Vertical Leadership Podcast once again. We truly believe that the leader is empowered. The entire organization will grow, whether you're a male or a female. We truly believe that we want to empower you to lead in whatever capacity that you lead. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks again for taking time to grow as leaders. We are looking forward as we continue to build our culture in student ministries.